I know a lot of great commotion happening here in the room today as you do that. Let me say good morning to everybody who is online with us as well this morning. It's good to have you here, part of Colwood Church. Thanks for making some time. My name is Sean, and I am one of the pastors here on this team. I'm excited that you're here today. So I've got uh, a couple of more announcements for us today um, that Pastor Tyson was chatting us through, but I've got a few more. And so give me your attention just for a couple minutes here. Uh, first of all, uh, t- tonight, we have our annual general meeting. So members, this is definitely for you. We need you to be here tonight, ready to go. Um, we're asking again that you have your devices in place so that you're able to vote. So please make sure, members, that you're here for 6 o'clock. We hope to be efficient, and we'll get through this quite well. So we'll have you here, and it will be good that way. Some of you may be thinking, well, I'm not a member here. Can I still be a part of something like this? Well, you can. Um, We invite you to come as well, give you an opportunity to hear, to learn, and to listen the stuff that's happening in the life of the church. And so you are more than welcome to come as well. Second thing that I want you to know is that in three days, the early bird registration for Global Leadership Summit concludes. And that means the price is going to go up. This is our annual event that is about leadership and influence. Everybody in this room today, you have influence. This is a great opportunity for you to invest in yourself for a couple of days. And we're partnering this year with Shannon Oaks here in Victoria. And it's going to be a fantastic few days of development and trying to learn to be more in our humanity, influencers, leaders, believers of Jesus Christ. So take advantage of that as well. And the last thing that I want to announce to you today is is our church is going back to Thailand in January of 2024, and we are inviting you. Um, This is a short-term missions opportunity that you are invited to come and hear and to learn a little bit more about what is going to be happening in Thailand. And so as you take a look at the details that are on the screen, it's this Wednesday evening. You can come hear some information about what we're going to do and our partnership back to Thailand. We're really excited, actually. Uh, since uh, COVID, this is, our, this is our first opportunity to head back into the, um, into the country. So we're excited that you'll do that. So make sure you check that out. I always give honor where honor is due. And I know for some of you, you may not have a clue about what I'm about to do, but we love people. And it just so happens that my Colwood parents decided to show back up and visit us today. So Charlie and Marie Harbor, it's good to have you here again today. Welcome back home. We love you. It's good to have you here. Take a good look at the person sitting beside you right now. Go ahead. Take a good look. So what, what I'm asking you is, as you look at that person, what is the type of relationship that you have with that person? I mean, take a, take a good look at them. And, and, and did you know, did you know that the Bible actually identifies that relationship that you are sitting beside right now through the lens of love? It identifies every single relationship. For instance, um, I don't have, um, well, I've, I've got some family here today. So Pastor Tyson, you could kind of be my, my family. You and I have known each other quite a long time. But Pastor Tyson and I, this is my storge relationship. It's familial. It's really good. It's important for me, but family. This guy's like my brother. This is a good thing for us. Then there is the the next one. I'm going to just jump over here for a moment. And uh, can I sit on your lap, please? All right. (laughs) This is Pastor James. This This is my philia relationship. This is my brother. And I love that. 
about Pastor James, but this is our relationship in our context, and you're kind of like family too. We work together, but I just, I needed two people for this illustration right now, so <laughs> you guys get it. And then I get to come over here. I didn't get to do this in the nine o'clock, but then I've got my Eros relate. I will not sit on your knee. No, I, I know, but just so you know, this is my wife, okay? Uh, so, but I, <laughs> okay, yeah, you can clap for my wife. Pretty good. Important. But this is my Eros relationship. It would be termed by the Bible as my romantic relationship. And then there is a relationship that happens here in the room that everybody has access to. Whether you know the person sitting beside you or not is irrelevant, but the Bible invites us into another type of relationship. It's the agape relationship where I unconditionally can love somebody else no matter what depth of relationship I may have to them. And the symbolism of this moment is our relationship with Jesus Christ who unconditionally loved us. But um, this is what we've got. We've got these different types of relationships that happen around us. So again, look at your neighbor and figure out what type of relationship are you with, with them, right? Um, and you get to figure those pieces out. <laughs> and just for the record, that was not a moment to be like, I'd like to do the arrows thing beside, like, like, this is not a pickup game, right? So, but relationships. They happen everywhere around us. From a really young age, we all yearn, we yearn to belong to somebody, to a relationship. We want to have relationship with somebody. Many of us, we want to be on the in crowd. We want to be known. We want to have a best friend. We all together, all of us here today, online, in the room, we all have one common necessity that links us all together. And it is this thing called relationships. I used to, uh, I was taught this song as a kid, and it went a little bit like this. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. And it was this depiction that didn't matter what color, nationality, race that you would be a part of, you belonged. We could go on and on with the different things, whether you are single in this room, or you have a spouse, or perhaps you have a larger family. It doesn't matter today your social economic status. It doesn't matter if you're an introvert. Who are all my introverts, right? And of course you don't want to put up your hand because I just asked you to do that. And it's like, it's embarrassing, right? So why would I do that? Sorry I put you on the spot. Whether you are introvert, whether you are extrovert, here is the common denominator of all of us. It's relationships. And they matter. In fact, I, I learned this phrase as earlier as, as a kid, but it said this, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. So I want you to put into context today who are the relationships around you. Now again, this is important for us whether you have relationships that are inside the church or you have relationships outside of the church. And for the sake of our conversation this morning, I am going to refer to my relationships both here and my amazing relationships out. And it is important to know, though, that when we can identify our relationships, it could show us a trajectory of to where our lives are going to go because of this. Your relationships and with who, they actually matter quite a bit. And our text today out of Ephesians chapter 4 is going to indicate to us why the importance of relationship? Why would God, why would Jesus want to talk to us today 
about these things from his word. And so we're going to explore that together. So Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 16 is where we're going to spend our attention here. If you don't have Bibles today, that's okay. You can look on the screens and we'll, uh, we'll read along and we'll kind of see what it has to say. So it says, so Christ himself gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, all relationships, to equip his people, relationship, for works of service so that the body of Christ, relationship, may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body, relationship again, of him who is the head and his name is Jesus Christ. And from Jesus, the whole body, again relational, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're pretty important again today for this conversation. And as we've read the word of the Lord together, will you pray with me um, just one more time? Jesus, thank you for your word. And may we hear your voice right now with the things that you need out of us, me, when it comes to relationship. To your praise, to your glory alone is what we pray. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. This morning, I'd like to speak to us from the subject of in relationship. We are in this series in September that is focused on our, our idea of in. And through vision casting and the things that we have done over the last 10 months, we've landed on some things that we as a church need to pay attention to as we approach this new season. And those two words that we're looking at are training, and they are relationship. And you'll see the picture up onto the screen, which kind of gives you a little bit of our process of where we landed, where we've landed. And Starting next week, we're going to jump into a brand new series, and in that series, we are focusing and studying out of the book of Ephesians, and it is here where we learned that it is all about being in Christ. Many of us are into a lot of things in this world, but are you in Christ? And so we're going to advocate through the course of this year of what it means to be in Christ. Now, to be in Christ for us, we are seeing in this season, we want it to be all about in training and in relationship. And so we've even put this marketing scheme together, and some of you are wearing the shirts, some of you have got your wristbands. If you haven't got them yet, you can pick them up by the end of the day. But this idea of, if I'm going to be in Christ, we are responding by saying, I'm in. Like, I want to be in to the things in the fullness that Jesus has for me. And I want you to be in with what we're about to do. But it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with us being in Jesus Christ alone. And so we're going to explore that together. Now in this text, though, that I've just read out of the book of Ephesians, you saw the relational language that was represented in the text. We talked about pastors and teachers and apostles and prophets and relationships. We talked about the body of Christ, which is us together here today, which is relationship. It says that we are to build up each other so that we all can reach a maturity in the faith 
which is exciting. It tells us in that text that we are already joined together. It says that you are a ligament, and that part of the body of Christ, you as the ligament, is that important to the function of what the body of Christ should be. I'm telling you today, when I look at this, you are really important to what God wants to do in this earth. Like, you're that important today, and it is all about relationship. And I've learned that over my years of ministry, there are some people who would look at this that we get to do in church, and they're like, I don't need that. I don't need to be a part of this thing. I mean, I could do this now online as a possibility, or maybe I just don't want to be with other people. But I want to correct something within this today because it is important. Because you, you may feel like you don't need somebody here, but somebody here needs you. Like, that's biblical at its best. Somebody needs you. And so this idea that I don't need this or I don't need to be there, eh, it's wrong according to what Scripture indicates to us. Somebody here needs you. You are a ligament, and you are to build and to help people in this journey. But many of us, even with the COVID piece, we loved and learned isolation. Not all of us liked it. But we learned isolation. But your life was not meant for isolation. Your life was meant for connection. And I love this idea that our world expands when we understand ourselves in connection, not isolation. And so our leadership and many of you who are in those think tanks and the processes, we landed on a statement that is exactly what we're looking at today for ourselves. That in relationship, every person is connected into life-giving relationships where they experience accountability, belonging, and care. This is our hope for you if you are going to be a part of Colwood Church. My questions to all of us today is in your relationships, do you have accountability? Do you have belonging? And do you have care? Because if not, I think we've got some things that we can work with. And as leadership here in this church, we identified some things about this sentence and this statement as to why we want to bring it to our church in this next season. First of all, we identified that this comes right out of our value system as a church. Three words drive who we are. It is connect, grow, and serve. These three words are who we are. It's who we are aspiring to be. But especially when it comes to that word connect, there's a duality to it. We want you to connect with God. That is the most important thing. Did you know that God wants relationship with you? Like you're that important to him. He wants to have relationship with you. And so we want to see that happen. And out of that, we get to have relationship with other people. And, and that is the most important pieces for us when we look at this connecting piece. But do you know this about our church? I have had so many people tell me that this is a super friendly church. Have you heard that before? Have you felt that? It is so good. And then I get the next sentence in the statement. But man, it is sure hard to press in and go deeper with people. So kudos to us. We got to be a friendly church. Please make sure that when you come in on a Sunday morning, smile at somebody. Your smile could change the course of their life. Actually, I believe that. But then we are seeing this gap here that says people can't break in and kind of get this that you're talking about. I want that accountability. I want that belonging. I want that care, but I can't. Friendly church, but I can't. Well, we're hoping to change that culture here in this church. 
and I hope that you'll help us with it. Our leadership also identified some other things that are important for us to acknowledge here today. We identified that there are low levels of hospitality in this church. Ouch. Aren't messages supposed to be encouraging, Sean? Yeah. And I hope that you're encouraged today. I remember cutting my teeth on this hospitality thing back in the day. Every time that we went to church on a Sunday, guess where we were right after? In somebody's house. Or we had somebody else to our house, and we ate together. It was so good. How many of you love food? Seriously. Some of you. Not all of you. I know you all eat, okay? Like, so this idea of hospitality, we'd do it again that night. We'd go to church, and sure enough, we'd be in someone's home. Or, but we have lost hospitality. But did you know that hospitality is something that you are to ask God for in, in your life? God wants you to be hospitable. What would that look like for you in this church right now? If you practiced a hospitable spirit where you connected with people, you invited people over, whether you knew them, whether they were a stranger, it is all about reaching. And hospitality is one of the things we identify. One of the things that we love about this church right now is our cross-cultural component, yes? Amazing to see the beauty of different races and people in our church. We love it. We understand, though, that there are cross-cultural components to this relationship thing. How do you, when another culture than yours thinks differently than you, does things a little bit differently than you, what do you do? Well, I think that you should still love the person and try. But how can we not when we don't even try? And so we understand that we're going to have to reach out beyond our barriers. And I've got to tell you, part of mine and Lisa's experiences, too, is jumping into some of the cross-cultural settings with people, especially your food. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. We understand this relationship thing that I'm talking about. It takes time. And as Pastor Tyson said, you're already busy. But what you cannot lose is the ability to connect with human beings. That's why you were created. How can that happen further? Another thing we've identified here is that we have a consumer mentality when it comes to this thing. I'm going to wait for that person to come and ask me. <laughs> now, we need to lose the consumer mentality here. You are just as responsible as the other person. But if you're in a standoff, nobody wins. This idea for us is that we have to be willing to go across the aisle, across the seat, and say, I know you, don't know you, but I would like to get to know you. And you try. But we've got to let that down today for our lives. Another thing we identified is that we live in a lack of vulnerability. Why would I give my story? Why would I give my life to other people right now? Because it leads to this last thing. Have you ever been wounded by a human being before? Anybody? And in the church? I'm telling you, it hurts. I've been wounded by people in the church. And I know that it is tough to get back up onto that horse and ride again. And for those of us in this room, and you've been wounded by somebody who was from the church, who called themselves a follower of Christ, I truly am sorry that you have had that experience. But I'm here to tell you today that it's probably going to happen again. But this is why we have to get back up and keep going. Because Jesus tells us that we belong together. We are joined together. Our ligaments are connected together. And we got to do this. Since the beginning of time, 
Genesis. It showed us this, that God looked at Adam and he said this, you're a helpless man and you need help. He didn't say that, but it sounds pretty good. (laughs) He looked at Adam and he said, you need help. So he made Eve, probably the greatest creation of all. And the interesting part about that for me is that God said that he needed Eve. But I look at the story and I'm like, God, he didn't need anything. He had you. And God, in his all-sufficiency for Adam, still said, you need a human being. You need her. And so he established that connection at the very beginning of relationship. And God has been trying to communicate the story over and over and over again through the course of history, where did you know this about your life? God wants relationship with you. Because some of us in this space today, you're listening, you're like, God doesn't want a relationship with me. Does he know who I am and what I've done? I'm here to tell you today, God has gone a really long way to make himself known to you, and God wants a relationship with you. I'll prove it to you, because he actually sent his son, Jesus Christ, to come to this earth to die for you. I mean, Jesus went to a Roman torture tool, a cross, to die for my sin, your sin. God made a way to bring this agape love because the relationship he wanted with you was that it would be unconditional. No matter what you've done, no matter what you're going to do, I'm still going to love you, but will you engage with me is what God wanted for us. And so he sent Jesus And I'm so thankful today that Jesus died for me. He died for you, that I am forgiven. And then he even takes it a step further. And he says, now I want you to do that with other people. I want you to step into relationship with them. I want you to show them. I want you to show them the storge. I want you to show them the philia. I want you to show them the eros. I want you to show agape. Because people don't deserve your love, right? Just like I didn't deserve the love of God. And yet, this is what he invites us to today. It's all about love. And every single relationship that we have has to point itself back to the lens of Scripture and love. As I said, the goals for your life this year for us are accountability, belonging, and care. Let me tell you one thing about my friend groups. My Christian friends, these are the ones that actually look at my life and they actually bring accountability to me. These are the ones who are saying, Sean, are you praying? Sean, are you reading your Bible? Sean, are you making sure you take care of your wife? Accountability. I I tend not to get a lot of that with my non-Christian friends. I love these people, but I'm not getting the accountability that I need for one point because we run from different starting points. And that's okay. I love my friends. You know what my friends over here do really well in my life? They, they make me feel like I belong. In fact, they care for me and my family in un- unbelievable ways. In fact, I find my friends who don't know Jesus to be some of the most generous and hospitable people I know, even compared to some of us Christians. It's unbelievable for me to see. But what we're asking all of us to look towards is do your relationships bring accountability belonging and care and I'll tell you why it matters inside the church is because you need people with like-mindedness that will stretch and encourage you again what are the relationships you have because our objective here is to build people up 
to build one another up, to support, and to make sure that these ligaments work well together. Relationship. We committed to you that we would tell you a little bit of the journey as to what we'd like to do as a church now when it comes to both inward action and outward action. See, we're not just pitching a lot of stuff as nonsense. We're saying there's practical steps. There's how behind the things that we want to do. So I'd like to, for the sake of our conversation now, I'd like to look at our outward focus. We've identified three areas that our church is going to look at outwardly so that we can impact within our community in this conversation of relationships. The three things are this, care ministries to start. We are looking at this opportunity as how can we invest into our community. So some of the things that we've discussed um, could be things like parenting courses. There could be things on marriage. There, um, we even talked about how we should be focusing our attention to single parents right now in our community because they really are the champions, are they not? Single parents and the things that they do. So what can we do there? What can we lead with them? We've got a beautiful uh, building for um, activities and things like these, but there are ways in which we could do that. So that's one option. Second thing that we've identified outward is our community events. Now, we typically um, do our community events uh, quite well, but we're asking how can we double down on this in this next season? Because you want to know what one of our key connections to our community is? Our events. People are like, oh, I went to that, 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 that. And all of a sudden, they wind up in church one day, and they're bawling their eyes out because they're like, what's going on here? Some magic? That's just the Holy Spirit working in your life through a hot dog, through a piece of candy. It's unbelievable, the stuff that we have. But one of the things that we'd like to take it a little bit step further in is saying, what is our city doing that we can get involved with? So instead of us just always doing stuff and coming up with the ideas, how can we partner with other people? So we're looking forward to what that's going to happen. As Pastor Tyson shared even just moments ago, Trunk or Treat's coming up. Bring your candy. You'll be amazed at what happens with your candy besides sugar-induced children. Anyway, <laughs> the next thing that we see is this. Did you know that next year we turn 50 as a church? 50 years old. This is actually very exciting to us. One of the things that we've been playing around with here is that someone took a, took a, a step to plant this church a really little 50 years ago. They, took, they had a dream. And to see what Colwood Church has become and what we are able to do in this community is brilliant. We're asking, God, what do you want to do in the next 50 years, though? Because we are not settled with yesterday nor today. We want to step into what you have for us tomorrow. One of the things that we've been talking about um, in this idea of 50 year old birthday is, is this phrase 50 for 50. What we're thinking about is how can we give 50 grand away to our community for our 50th birthday? What could we do to invest? I mean, this is the moment, isn't it, where it's like we should pour some more money into ourselves. No. We are saying, how do we invest elsewhere? And so guess what? I'm going to solicit you for ideas. Who, what can we do in this community that could take our money and no strings attached, blessing to it, and I'm going to solicit you for your money in order to make that happen. Fair enough? We're going to do it together because our birthday is coming. Let's make an impact moving forward. And I get it, it's bold, it's big, but our God is able, yes? Then we've got an inward focus. Let me wrap it here. Small group activities, things like guess who's coming for supper. Have you ever done one of those before, anybody? If you haven't, we're thinking about doing this again, where we get to have people in our homes. Why? Because hospitality matters. 
There are the connect groups that will come, but I'm going to talk about that just in a moment. Then there's the second thing inward is large group activities. Men and women, we want to provide quarterly events for you. We were even thinking again, how cool would it be to have and host an international supper here? Because how many of you know eating different cuisine is a good thing? It's biblical. <laughs> it's biblical. But um, as I committed to you two weeks ago and then last week, I said that one of the focal points of this church in this next season is going to be connect groups. Um, COVID disrupted this big time for us, but we're coming back to it. Because if you want to be in relationship with those, with those three, uh, with the ABCs, we have to look at what does this look like. And this is what we feel to be the best way. It's the primary way for you to make connection to somebody else. To grow in accountability, to understand belonging, to give and to have care. We're going to do that. And our resident champion for this is, is Pastor James Berkey, who is, who is the self-proclaimed best fisherman in the church. Uh, and so, but Pastor James is going to be leading the charge with us today. Um, and I'm going to invite him actually to share a couple of thoughts with this. Will you welcome Pastor James to the stage today? But I'm excited for what Pastor James has got for us for the next few moments because there is an action step that is going to come for you off of what is taking place here today. But Pastor James is leading our charge, and I'm excited for this. And so, Pastor James, give us a couple of your thoughts on what you're wanting to do now. Sure. Uh, first, I am not the best fisherman in our church. I am the best fisherman on our staff, okay? <laughs> let's, just, let's just get that clear. I am definitely the best. In fact, we sent out our AGM package, um, a test ballot, and you voted that I was the best. 80% of you said, yeah, James is the best. Uh, but here's the thing. My wife disclosed to me that she said that I'm not the best. And so pray for our marriage. <laughs> Listen, uh, the staff and the board and a bunch of people all got together. And we got together and we said, what is the vision for our church in the next one, three, and five years? What are the things that we want to accomplish? What are the things we want this church to accomplish? What do we want to look like? And one of those things is we want to be a deeper connected church. We want to have meaningful relationships with one another. And so we got together with our board and talked about that. And then we went away as a pastoral staff uh, to New News Bay Camp at the end of May. And we talked about, hey, what are some of the things that we can place, that we can put into place uh, to help the congregation feel more connected? Now, this is a daunting task for me. Because uh, admittedly, we can do as much as possible. We can put tons of things out there for you to go to. But at the end of the day, I cannot guarantee your connection because that is an individual-based thing. That is an individual thing. And so we have come up with a list. We've come up with ideas on how we can help you feel connected. But at the end of the day, church, it's on you. And so we have put together ideas. We've got together and we thought, hey, maybe we could do this, uh, this who, guess who's coming for dinner. And we could put people into each other's homes and, and cook dinner. Or maybe we need to bolster our connect groups. Or maybe there's uh, more men's ministry things or women's ministry things that we could do or roots generation things. And these are things that we are going to do. 
These are things that we feel are important to the life of this church. And, and the reality is, um, humbly I would say, doing one men's event in the last three or four years isn't going to cut it. How can we make those maybe more frequent? How can we get together more frequently? And so our hope is uh, the word I continue to use on a, a pastoral, on a staff level, is how can we bolster the things that we already have? How can we do more with what we already have? And so I think it will be important for us to, to do m more men's ministry things, more women's ministry things, more uh, connect group things, more uh, things. But then, what are the new things that we could do? Now, that, that's where it gets intimidating for me because new uh, is scary often. But I've thought about, what if we just did like a men's retreat or a women's retreat or maybe a Callwood camp? We've done that before. What if we brought that back? Or maybe some of us just want coffee in the gym after service. <laughs> Here's the thing. We haven't yet made it. We've come up with ideas. We're starting to implement them. But we will still learn as we go. As we get your input and your feedback, we will still learn as we go. Today, we're going to be celebrating our connect groups. And we have our connect groups uh, will be in the gym after the service, and we're excited for them. Uh, the reality is, due to uh, other reasons, COVID, we weren't able to meet in the last number of years. And then last year, I'd say some of us were still hesitant or just kind of sussing out the situation. We're trying to figure it out. Is that something I really want to get back into? And so maybe we uh, lost the idea of connecting because of some things that we have gone through. But the, uh, the thing is, when you stop connecting, when you stop being hospitable, it's hard to get back into that practice. The example I'd use is Pastor Tyson because he's our most jacked pastor on staff. He's got the best biceps by far, right, Pastor Tyson? And so, Pastor Tyson, I'd ask you, what would happen if you stopped lifting weights on those beautiful biceps? They would atrophy, fun word, and that just means they would get weak. In fact, they would even shrink. Sometimes the muscle turns into fat. That is what happens when you quit working out certain areas. And I think a lot of us have quit working out the idea of connecting and hospitality in our lives. The reality is when you go back to the gym and you pick up that 15-pound dumbbell, I'm trying to, bit heavy, sorry. <laughs> and you pick up that dumbbell and you start doing your curls again, it's not comfortable. It's kind of hard. It's sore. You're like, why am I doing this? That's at least my story. <laughs> and you're not as comfortable anymore. And you don't really see those results right away. But the thing is, as you stay consistent, church, those results will come. And so what I'm asking for you to do is start working out your hospitality and your connection muscles again. Do it consistently. It might be sore. It might be intimidating. You might not want to raise your hand when you're asked if you're an introvert. But we're asking you to do it consistently, and you will see the results in your life. 
Hospitality is a spiritual gift. It's a gift that the Lord gives us. And I believe that we are supposed to yearn, ask the Lord for the spiritual gifts. And so I would ask you, church, to ask the Lord for the gift of hospitality in your life. Ask the Lord to help you feel connected in your life. Now, the thing is, I will admit, I'm still new here at this church. And uh, I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the ideas. And so there's a couple things I need from you to help me to help you. The three things are, I need your ideas. What are some things that you'd like to see done that will bring connectivity to our church? Maybe it's a board game night, whatever your idea is. I need your participation as well in these things. I need you to come out. I need you to host. I need you to help facilitate connectivity. But also, I need your patience. I need your patience because, again, I have a hard time making you feel connected. That is a personal choice. And so I need your patience as we try to figure it out together. We need to help people feel loved, and we need to help people feel seen here at Colwood Church. There's a scripture, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1. It says, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. In doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it. Now, Pastor Sean has given us the ABCs. I'd like to give you the one, two, threes. Because <laughs> ABC is as easy as one, two, three. <laughs> you know, you're looking for accountability. You're looking for belonging. You're looking for care in your relationships. Here's one simple thing that we can do to find those things or to stretch those muscles. Practice talking to one person you don't normally talk to. And make two observations when talking to them. And throw three thank yous at them. Now you're like, what? <laughs> How does that work? Let me give you an example. Desira, hi. Welcome. Thank you for coming today to church. I notice you're sitting over there, but you usually sit here on Sundays. Interesting. <laughs> And then Desira might go, wow, James, thank you for noticing. Boom, she has already hit one of her thank yous. I would ask you in your ABCs to practice the one, two, threes. As we get to know one another more and more, as we get to connect with one another more and more. Listen, after church, we're going to go to the gym. We're going to meet our connect group leaders. And we're going to get to practice the one, two, threes as we learn about their groups. In fact, are there any connect group leaders in here? Can you stand up and just say hi? Can we say thank you for these amazing saints? Absolutely. I'm so thankful for them because, you know, about a year ago, I would, I would estimate we had about 10 small groups, and now we have over 20. And so we have a bunch of people that are, are signing on and restarting. We have a bunch of people that have been serving for a while. And so it's your opportunity now, church, to get to know them and to practice your ABCs and one, two, threes. I'll give it back to Pastor Sean now. All right. Can we say thanks to Pastor James, everybody? I'm not going to lie to you. 
I feel left out. Not only do we have the staff's best fisherman and the staff's best jacked pastor, <laughs> I got nothing except a shiny head or something. <laughs> like, I got the bad end of this deal. Anyway, here's the deal. You can do this. Remember I told you at the beginning of this vision series that vision has to be imperative and it's got to be possible. It's got to be urgent. And I'm telling you right now, relationships are urgent. This world needs connection. When it is trying to tell us that we don't, we do. Because the word of God tells us we do. And this is possible. We're asking you today to get connected with groups, with people. And I encourage you today that you can do this. We believe in you. So, connect group leaders, can I get you to stand again? I just want to say this to you. Thank you. Thank you for what you're about to do in the life of this church. We are trying to change a culture here. And what you do matters. And I know for some of us who are still sitting down, you know that you could participate in this as well. And you know that you could be one of these answers. And we look forward to that conversation when it happens. But Connect Group leaders, I'm going to dismiss you through this door. You can head over to the gym and get ready for us. The rest of us, I'm going to invite you to stand with me, if that's all right. If today you are looking for ABC, as easy as one, two, three, that was well done, Pastor James. If you're looking for that, our invitation to you is don't run out of here right away. Head over to the gym, talk to somebody, see the variety of the groups that are there. This relationship matters. So being in relationship is everything that we've got. And today, you may be even in this room, and you don't even have a relationship with Jesus. We've talked to you about Jesus, his purpose for your life the things that he has done for you. And perhaps you're like saying, Sean, I'd like to learn even more about Jesus and being in relationship with him first. If that is your story, we're encouraging you to text the word LIFE to 250-478-7113, and it will give you an opportunity to kind of come on this journey as well. And we do look forward to seeing how that can happen for you. Again, if you're brand new to our church today, welcome. It is seriously so good to have you here today. I think you've come on a great Sunday because this is your road to connection and relationship. And if you'd like, make sure that you go say hi to Pastor Tyson, our jacked up pastor, in our welcome center.